family, and welcome back to the Explore the Extraordinary podcast. My name is Betty Guadagno, and today I am joined by Cindy. And Cindy is a wonderful soul connection for me. She's a holistic nutritionist and counselor, and I'm really excited to introduce her to the community here at IONS and to give her some space to share about her spiritual experiences and what she's doing with her life now. And so I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to pass it right over to you, Cindy. Thanks so much for being here and sharing today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Uh, so I'm just going to share a little bit about my journey and um, and how I got here. I was um, at four years old. I had a um, spiritual experience where I felt called to help heal the earth and heal the people on it. And um, you know, and, that, and I have worked with that on and off throughout my life. I um, got led astray a few times, no doubt. And, and I, um, but I always had this core belief that all, everything that we live with and what we call creation, the creation, no matter what modality of spirituality you do, but was sacred. And, um, and that has stuck with me. Um, I've been an animal advocate I've done all sorts of things with animals, um, rescues and stuff like that. Um, just because I believe in the sanctity of the, of the creatures that are on the earth with us, including the trees, you know, I'm one of those tree huggers. Um, I, I have had, um, a lot of paranormal, people would call paranormal experiences throughout my lifetime. And I've had lucid dreaming, um, quite a bit. And, um, you know, like I said, I went kind of went astray, but I grew up in a, in a household that that wasn't the norm. In fact, it was very much, um, a strict religious environment and, and we ate poorly. <laughs> um, just because my mom just didn't really know how to do anything better. We were, our dad was gone a lot. Um, he was in the Navy and she, you know, she had, she had a budget, got the food once a month. So she bought a lot of not fresh food, <laughs> canned food and stuff like that. But that was also the era for her. And in the time when, um, it started being pushed Oh, here, feed your family canned goods. Right. And that was something that, that she didn't know. That was what was she was being told. That was the that was the culture of the time, and and I got to a point when I was younger. We would go visit my grandmother, and she had a, a goat that I fell in love with. I remember that at four and five years old, loving this goat, and we had um and we'd help her shuck peas from the garden, and we'd help her, you know, do the green beans. And I'm like, wow, wow look at this food we're eating. And I became very much um, wanting to be about food because I could feel, I could feel the difference in my body of what I was eating. And, you know, I didn't really acknowledge that for a while in my life, like till I was in my twenties, because that felt like you can't feel that in your body. That what, you know, like that was the mindset was you eat the food, you have you know, you have the nutrition and, but I could tell the difference between whole foods and not whole foods in my body. And at, at 14 years old, because of that, I, um, we lived in 
Florida in central Florida and there were a lot of farmers markets and that sort of thing. And we, <clears throat> so I, I became a vegetarian at that point. Um, and I was like, let's go to the farmer's markets and get food from food, you know? And, and somewhere along the line, I heard the, the, um, quote, food is medicine. I don't remember when, when or where, but I was like, oh, that makes sense to me. And from there, I went on a journey of trying, of wanting to be, I had a, a dream to be on a farm, um, taking care of animals and, in a in a sanct in a sanctity way and and growing all my own food and so I became kind of part of the hippie movement of that time of that we're going to go live off the land and and it never really came to fruition I um, there were a lot of um, like I said paranormal things that had happened my and we had a couple we had some traumatic things that happened in my family and that opened me up to the other world and i um and i would see things and i would hear things and i felt like i could feel the earth being sad sometimes or not or the animals on it crying and um anyway i <laughs> that was that was how i you know that was my younger years and I became open to things happening to me. Um, <clears throat> so I also, there was an experience, we were, we had an experience where our family was kidnapped and that's a, it's a long story. Um, and, and I remember seeing faces inside of faces, like if a person was bad or if a person was good, I could see that and that experience, um, really opened that up and at that time you know it was like i don't i don't know where i was going with that but it was that just opened that up but also there was a lot of um there was a lot of trauma in our family in addition because that was there were people that they were involved with my family and so i began to choose not healthy people for me to hang out with <laughs> so um so I went on to um, having these experiences and being open to to other other dimensions, and none of that made sense in what I was told was the truth. And so I constantly um, downplayed it in my life, but it, it happened a lot. <laughs> and I moved to the mountains of Colorado, and I had my my children and that was a very um i was at ten thousand five hundred feet very spiritually active area of the world and i and then and that's when i started having the lucid dreaming i would have these dreams of the end times where we were would it actually start to fly to places in the mountains where we gathered in places in the mountains to um heal the earth and um, from there, anyway, that was a, um, a first really bad relationship, uh, marriage and I went on and then I went back to school and got involved with, um, corporate accounting and thought, okay, yay, I'm finally becoming normal. <laughs> and, um, and that wasn't true. <laughs> so, um, but I did raise my children trying to do that. And, but in the meantime, I still had was having these experiences. I would go into places and 
um, I would turn corners and see something there. And I sometimes I would talk to it. Sometimes I wouldn't. And some of them were scary and some of them were not, right? And I began, started beginning to realize that there was, you know, that I was just living the spiritual dimension. And, um, and then it was the other world. And I started embracing that. And so I, in spite of um, the religious upbringing that I had, I became, I started being involved more in spirituality. And so I have practiced in my life, I have practiced five different religions in, in my adult life. Um, just searching, you know, I've always been searching for what is this that's really going on. And in the meantime, and in that process, I, I started honing the fact that I did believe that food was medicine, that I did, I started, I had you know, I wanted to grow food and I did have gardens along the way. I did have people that were in tune with that. Um, I was in a really brilliant area for 30 years of in, in Sonoma County, California, which is just north of the Golden Gate Bridge, just north of Marin County. Um, beautiful area that is very, has very much, there are some spots in there that when I, there's a place called Goat Rock, and I would go to it, and I would, I could feel the ancient times. I could feel the ancient peoples that were on it, um, and I, and I would just be if I felt like I was losing my mind, which I had a, I did, you know, I I had some diagnoses at that by that point, <laughs> and um, and so, but I, but I would go and I would like commune with the earth. Um, and really actually, I, sometimes I would have visions of what that looked like. Um, and it, it just felt really ancient and it felt like oh, I'm connected, you know, there's something here. And, um, so, but then I went on to have, you know, a couple other bad relationships and that, that interfered with my, with my, um, vibe, as they like to say today. Um, <clears throat> and, um, but so, Along the way, I experienced, I got heavily into, um, you know, into doing some drugs and, and alcohol. And that, and that was, um, that was like a bandaid for me. I was, um, it was what, one of the things that helped me survive for a while, um, and not want to take myself out, you know, at, at that. And I did, I tried a few times. I, um, I just thought this earth is too, the earth is beautiful, the the whole foods on it, the whole, the tr trees, the animals, everybody is, except that I can't handle this ex existence um, with the, with the way, with the people on it. And then, I mean, that's how I felt for many years. And I, so I thought I need, I need a way out. And finally, I did find a way out, but it was a way forward instead of taking myself out. And um, and it's been a it's been a beautiful journey. I've been able to embrace fully um, the spirituality that I believe in. I've been able to embrace the food is medicine concept. Um, I will feed people. I'm one of these people that if you come to my house, I'm going to feed you. I'm I'm going to. Um, love up on you and um and i'm going to tell you how how one of the words that i have that i don't have i've gotten 
okay with it. But one of the words that I used to think was one of the worst words ever invented was deserve um, because of how it's been, how it's used against people and that there, and how it makes people this, I'm either, I either deserve a good life or I don't, or I deserve good things or I don't, or I deserve punishment or I don't. Right. And, um, and so I, it, I just have a belief now that we've done nothing to undeserve anything. You know, we've done nothing to make us not deserving. And I still don't like to use the word deserve because of that. I like to say worthy because I believe we're all, all creation is sacred and worthy of the grace and the love that is abounds. And I, you know, and I get really emotional about it. Um, I feel like I have come home to myself um, in the last like oh, 20 years. Um, and so I have this, um, so then I, I have been seeking out, I've been, a, I became an account uh, massage therapist. And then I became, then I did some other um, trainings on, on, <clears throat> on that type of thing. And like Qigong, I do Qigong and I've done some training on Qigong healing. Um, but it all really has come down to um, that, that, and I, I, I actually became vegan over this last section of my life because of that whole feeling that I believe that um, all is sacred. And there are, and in several of the, religion religious texts they talk about a time and you know and when we were in the 80s or something they had the song age of aquarius right they talk about this time when the line will you know and this is from the the judeo-christian bible the lion will lay down with the lamb you know that we're all going to live in peace that we are all going to understand the sanctity of life that everything is sacred and that we want and that what really counts is love i can still get distracted away from that sometimes um a few years ago some stuff happened in my family that was um pretty traumatic for me it was um a recreation, a reenactment, let's say, of the abuse that I had except had um, had been put upon me as a young child, and it was to my grandson, and it was like I will. I went into the rage that had been sitting in my body for so long, and there were a couple other events that were happening. My best friend was dying, um, and. And his family was treating him very poorly. And so anyway, I got, I went back to the rage and, um, and it, I didn't go back to the drugs. I didn't go back to the alcohol. I didn't go, I went back to the rage and I have been able to now by walking through that and looking at very closely, um, really traumatic experiences for me as a child that I've been able to heal most of that. And, and I've gone back to the food is medicine. And so I gotten this certification where now I can do, you know, I don't know legally. I mean, like I did it anyway, forever feeding people and saying here, you should take, you could do this herb. You could do this herb. You could do a poultice. 
here, we could do this for you. Um, and, and so that, you know, it's like, and all of a sudden things are opening up. I actually have an opportunity now to be in um, two different co-op type of farming situations. One is here in New Mexico where I am. And just this past weekend, because of my connections with these now honorable spiritual people that I'm involved with, I now have an opportunity to go to Costa Rica and do the same thing for, for part of the year. I know it's brand new. This is brand new. And, and I like, this is all I've ever dreamed of in my, in my bot in inside my heart was to be on the land, have beef barefoot, be um, honoring animals, whether you eat them or not. It, my choice is not, um, but you know, uh, but honoring the land not de depleting the soil, not depleting, um, you know, our resources, because there's ways to do it without that. And so I'm going to now be learning at my ripe old age, um, biodynamic farming is finally going to be what I'm going to get to be involved with. And, and it's just a beautiful thing. So I think that's, I think that's yeah. enough for me. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Wow. So first of all, Costa Rica, totally amazing. I did not know that. I, I got to find out with everybody else. It's beautiful. That's really cool, you know, that just kind of by being open to the universe, by following your passion, that the doors just open up. And by following your joy is, is what I'm hearing and what you're saying. So a couple of things came up for me while you were talking and I can never read my own handwriting. So please bear with me. Um, you mentioned the, in the beginning that you're a tree hugger and yeah, I live in a metropolis. I'm in New York city. And so I have to walk for quite a distance to find like trees, but we have random trees sticking out of the concrete in the middle of the sidewalk. And I often wrap my arms around it. Like while, you know, hundreds of people are walking past me, but like, it's my only tool to ground really like in this very intense city. So I'll take whatever I can get, you know, and I do a lot of visualization around grounding as well. If I can't actually get to a piece of nature, because there's no like patches of grass that are easily accessible to put your feet in. So I love that, that in your spiritual journey, you've been called to really connect with the earth. And I think that it's really cool how, how, you know, different people have different paths and like they're called to different parts of the land. And, um, you also mentioned something about that you had practiced five different religions. And I'm wondering if maybe you can expound on that a little bit, maybe share about what they were. And I'm really more interested in like what you landed on, like what was, what was the underlying theme that you found from devoting yourself to all these different religions and practices? That I can answer very easily. <laughs> um, it has the bottom line, almost all. So, well, for one thing, almost every religion I've been, uh, I, I practice, I currently practice Buddhism and paganism. So those two of them, I, and I really actually, it's not really two different religions, but Protestant and Catholic, which are, which people consider kind of different religions because they're so, because they're so divisive, divisive against each other, really truthfully. Like if you're, yeah. So, um, and, um, and then I was agnostic for a long time and I actually practiced that, <laughs> um, 
I like, I, you know, there's beliefs about everything. I mean, like even atheism is, um, is a, is a belief. I've not gotten to atheism just because I believe there is, um, I, so the bottom line, every, almost every one of them has some kind of story of the flood, um, of some kind of complete earth destruction and beginning over of life. Um, almost every one of them has some others, uh, like they all have a savior that has risen pretty much. Like there's a savior that has either reincarnated or risen or something like that. Um, and this is just how, how I've found it to be. Um, and they almost, and they all have a story of we're going to come to love where we are. And some of it, it is a new earth. It's literally a new earth. And some of it's a new earth somewhere else, right? A new place somewhere else that we will come together in love and not have hatred and not have sorrow. And, um, and so that it took me a while to be um, okay with the, with the Protestant side of the Christianity because of the very strict stuff that happened um, in my childhood, but it has value. It all has value, especially when you look at what it's saying is the, is the bottom line. Um, and, and, uh, and some of them talk about apocalyptic stuff, but that's not really what it says is the end result. Um, if you read it in the way I read it, that's not the end result. And so that, um, I, yeah, so I currently ha call myself either, I don't call myself anything. I have people who call me, who do label you're this, you're that, you're a witch, you're this, you're that, you're a, you know, you're, you know, or you're a Buddhist, you're a Buddhist pagan. And it's like, I don't really, I'm really more a um, pantheist than anything because I believe that the spirit, first off, scientifically, the spirit of whatever the life force is and we want to call it is in everything. And that's what we're all made of. So, you know, they used to call that pantheist, like as if you believe there's a little God in that little tree and a little God in that little, but that's not the way I interpret that. God is in everything and whatever you, whatever that life force is, the, you know, we can call it all kinds of things. I currently call it the heart of the universe and um, that appeals to me. And so, yeah, that's, so I do believe that we're, um, going back to the age of Aquarius, we are moving toward this opening up of, um, of the, of intolerance and, oh, wait, we didn't, we didn't have to be fighting about this all along. And like in the Buddhist, um, traditions that I have studied, Kandapa and, um, and I don't remember the other name. Um, uh, well, I have done, um, wow, I can't forget it. I can't remember it, but, uh, <laughs> Because I did it, it was a long time ago. I know that we chanted um, um, Nam Renge Hill. Um, but we, um, it, it, they have, they talk about kar the karma of war being a male karma and the car and the karma, karma of suffering and childbirth being the mo mother, the female karma. Um, you know, the Bible. The Judea Christian Bible talks about that in the Old Testament stuff. Um, so 
Um, anyway, I, but I'm very much attached to the, um, the Druid Celtic, um, Northern British Isles area of the world in my, in my, just in my feeling, in, in my feeling, in my body. And so, um, the, the paganism from that, that, um, is the type that I, that I do. If I'm going to do, re um, religious or spiritual ceremony, it's going to be around that and, um, and or something. And, but I do practice more toward the Buddhist meditation rather than like the Hindu meditation or something like that. So, right. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I think it's, I, I love, uh, like trying different things on and finding what fits. Like for me, my journey was very similar in the fact that I thought that I had to fit into somebody's box. And so I kept putting myself in all of these different areas. And I'm like, do I fit here? Like, can I be part of this box? And I just realized after, you know, like trying on all these different things that I don't have to fit into a box. I can pick, I can pick things out of the box that I really like, and I can develop my own spirituality around it. And so that's what I've done. And, and yeah, I wouldn't call myself anything except like an omnis. Like I believe that there's truth in all the religions, you know, and I get to pick those truths out and I get to design the whole thing myself. So uh, something that you brought up that I think might be worth maybe talking about a little bit is the journey through uncomfortable feelings. And, you know, you mentioned rage. And I think that a lot of people can identify with that. A lot of people look at the world around us and they say like, oh, injustice, you know, like rage, anger, because there's so, you see so much when you're looking at it from, you know, like this lower limited perspective. And um, I'm wondering if maybe you can share a little bit about some of the tools that helped you transition out of that mindset and into, you know, like coming back to your true spiritual nature. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I've, I've learned <laughs> that pretty much if I'm anything that makes me uncomfortable, any kind of anything that makes me want to move in that um, direction is, is driven by some kind of fear. And um, over the years, over the, the last, like it's um, been, there was a significant point and it's been almost 19 years and where I started unpacking all of that and looking at all that. And so I have learned, well, I've always believed in prayer. Prayer is to me the number one tool. tool. And I remember at one, one point I, when I was living high in the mountains of Colorado, um, somebody said, well, um, their, your prayers aren't valid because they're not praying to the right God. I'm like, okay, so first off, if you believe there's one God, then there's one God. Like you can't say there, you're, there's one God, but you're praying, not praying to the right God. Like you can't say that. Like you need to stop and think about what you're saying. <laughs> um, and, and, and so that I, but so I, you know, the prayer and the meditation for sure are big tools, but more than that, I, at, through the, through the journey of, um, what was, what, what part did I create of this chaos that became my life? Um, and why did this specific thing, um, feel like it traumatized me? Um, 
it was what I learned through that is that okay, um, I I got that I had a lot of fear about life, and I never acknowledged fear. I never. There was not. You were not going to get me to acknowledge fear. Wasn't going to happen um, because then I would be vulnerable, and I'd already been vulnerable, and I wasn't going to be vulnerable again, and nobody was going to going to make me be vulnerable again. <laughs> I mean, this is my thought, and um, this was my whole one of my drives was yeah, well, and I mean, I became the person who got drunk in in the in the lounges and beat up on people if they said something or looked at somebody and it was usually always about i don't you you i don't like the way you looked at that girl i don't like the way you you keep her your hands off of her and i would so i i was always a proponent of i'm gonna save somebody right like that was part but it was this fear of um there was just a lot of fear and then we look at things fear is the bottom line and in that i had um you know, I, that was one of the tool, one of the tools I brought with it was, well, what am I going to do instead of fear? Well, for a while, then, you know, sometimes that's anger, but it can also be love. And so what I did know was that if I kept walking forward and feeling the, what I was feeling and unpacking it, as you, as you said, um, and I had a lot of support. I, and so those were some of the tools is reaching out to support, knowing that if I, um, if I was unpacking it and couldn't, um, handle the emotions that were happening, that I could reach out. And that was something that I was a loner for a long time. I was like, I'm not, I didn't even realize that at some point I'd said to myself, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be vulnerable to anybody ever again. Right. So I, um, you know, I was just like, okay, I don't need people. And I really actually, for a while, when I was in a lot of anger myself, um, like before I entered this last part of my journey, I, I was, my vision was to go to the top of a mountain and, and F all of the people that all, all the people that I thought I was going to help, um, save, <laughs> you know, that I thought I could be a, you know, hopefully a beacon of light too. Um, and, and I'm going to just be, I'm going to have my, have the animals. I'm going to have grow my own food and it's just going to be me. Um, and that has changed significantly. That has like shifted back to that. This is about how can we heal our world? How can we heal the people in it? How can we um, show respect and, and love for the creatures that we consider less than us. And I don't consider them less than us, you know, like the trees and the, and the, and the plants and the food and the animals and the, all that. So I would say that probably my biggest tools are just keep moving forward and walk through it rather than try to ignore it rather than to go back and, and dull the pain with, um, all the different ways that I did and, um, and to get to, to admit to myself that I need connection to understand that. And now I do want connection with other people. Um, and, and like I said, originally the prayer and meditation are, Prayer is an amazing tool. Um, I have people who say, "Will you pray for me?" Because your prayers work, and I'm like, "Well, your prayers work too." But, but, 
but it's a powerful thing. And I think that because I believe in that um, so deeply that it, it does work. Um, and I, I'm too, it feels like there's more to that, but I think that's really, is. I think I'm trying to make it complicated and it's not. No, I think that, yeah, I think you did a really good job. That was beautiful. And yeah, I love that you just in this last part that you just said, like you have a deep belief in prayer. And so it works because you probably have some tangible evidence that you've seen prayers come true, you know? And, um, and I love that. And I, I love that I can use your evidence if I don't have any of my own. Like you can tell me about a prayer that's come true for you. And I can say, okay, maybe I don't have the same evidence that prayers come true, but if Cindy has it, like I could just use Cindy's proof and I could take it for myself. Um, so with that being said, let me segue <laughs> seamlessly okay. into my next thing. Um, so I want to talk about food as medicine. And I want to, I want to see if maybe you can share about some testimony to the fact that food really has worked as medicine for people, for you, for people in your life that you've helped with, um, yeah, like this, this next stage of your journey with being this counselor, this nutritionist. Sure. Yes, I can, I can do that. Um, I have used, like I said, I've used herbs for a long time and, um, when my kids were young, I would use poultices for, um, for ear infections and stuff like that. I, um, well, and I'm trying to come up with a specific more recent, you know, just so I can have a good example. But I would say that even my own journey, when I got so um, wrapped up in, oh, I have to be making this kind of money. I have to be, I'm good. I've got this very logical thing that I can do for a living. And I got really wrapped up in it. Um, that it, I, you know, my body started to not be okay. And so from my own experience, every time that I've gone back to eating whole foods as much as possible, then the things have, um, either subsided or, or lessened. And like, I used to have really bad allergies and I, and now that I've, um, in the last 20 years come back to eating whole foods and, and there's a synergy in the, in, in a whole food that has come out of the earth that has come out of, you know, something that is fresh and raw. And then, you know, I do cook food, but, um, some foods, but there is a synergy that happens between real food and, and not doesn't happen in processed foods. And the more that we um, use the processed foods, the more that our body starts to um, get clogged up basically like with, with not, um, not, not that having that synergistic, um, flow of life. And so I'm at a point where like today I'm have a little bit of allergies, but I used to get sick every year, like two or three times a year, spring, the fall, and some, and usually sometimes either in and right at Christmas and, um, <laughs> well, right about Christmas and, and, because of I would close in, you know, it's a closing in, it's a different part of the, the, the natural cycle of life. That's a, that is a close, that's a, you know, we're coming together with, um, 
in, in a, you know, in a rest, resting stage. And we don't honor that either. We don't honor the cycles of life much in our, in our culture, but, but with food, we definitely, there are foods that can help. Um, um, I do know that, and I'm going to use somebody else's example, like this, this, um, that, that my teacher has actually seen diabetes reversed in 30 days with eating eating like this food plan that we can present to people and using um using that the the different things that she has and and so i'm i'm searching right now for my own like how am i going to do this supplement and the only reason like i was i didn't i don't want to use supplements um i won't i don't want to use pills for sure right but the truth is we are our land we've depleted it and even if we grow organic on that land it's not going to have the same um nutrition in it as as it would did in the 50s right so it's um but i do i have um Recently, you know, I've had people, I've started them on this, on some of this, the parts that I am embracing. And they're already, there's this, um, well, I've already lost like 15 pounds. And, um, and, but it's not just that, it's that my body feels stronger again. I had started feeling a few years ago, like I was losing upper body, which they say is going to happen to you when you get old and i don't believe i believe i don't believe that we have to be stuck with that i don't believe we have to be stuck with the genetic um markers that are in us we can overcome that <clears throat> and and i do believe that since i've been on this path for so long that if you look at me i am significantly healthier than people my age than most people my age like i still have more strength than most people my age i have more energy than most people my age and i don't i have not had i've only i mean like i had an apodectomy five years i don't know how many years ago now and that's the major surgery of my life other than a hysterectomy when i was in um when i was 27 and um so yeah, I, I'm not thinking, I can't come up with any specific examples, but, but I just, the whole, there is, it does happen that we can, um, we can heal ourselves. We can, I used to have extreme anxiety. I, ref, I would self-medicate instead of taking there instead of taking the, the, um, medication, um, and that's another thing is that we don't understand how much a lot of people don't understand. And, and I learned a lot in this. I definitely um, don't have anxiety anymore. You know, I don't self-medicate. And um, and I, you know, I eat foods that make me feel good. I, I feel I can feel it in my body again about the food when I eat it. It's like, oh, that didn't work, so I'm not going to eat that. And um, But I do believe with all my heart that things, 90, most of everything that's happened, happening in our society, the, the illnesses that are prevalent now, like diabetes, 
can be reversed. And there and there's been plenty of evidence of that that I could I could dig up if I had time. <laughs> Definitely. No, yeah, I totally agree. And you know, when I came into spiritual awareness and came onto my spiritual journey, foods just started falling away like without my permission. And now I'm a nightshade free, gluten free vegan. And I'm like, how did that happen? And that's not I I definitely did not want that gluten, like, come on, bread. Um, But it just was like these really deep downloads that were like so loud and they were like, stop this. And when I would try to like dismiss the download or the voice and I'd be like, no, I'm still going to eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it. And it was just like, you know, I would get really sick. And so, yeah, slowly but surely. And that's not, that doesn't mean that's for everybody. You know, like some people need to eat um, like meat protein to ground themselves or, you know, like whatever, whatever their journey is. But I really love what you're talking about. And I, and it's very inclusive what you're saying, because you're saying like, just honor the animals, honor the land. And, you know, like just by doing those things, um, you know, like it can be more beneficial to your body and your attitude and just your spirit here on earth. and really, really beautiful stuff. And I just want to thank you for coming on here and sharing about your journey. And uh, there's so much in what you had to say. Maybe we'll have to do a part two. I would love to hear about like your lucid dreaming and like your conception of new earth and all this other stuff. And um, I just want to see, is there anything else that you want to add to feel more complete about our time together today? Just, uh, no, I, I, I feel like there were all kinds of thoughts going through my head, of course. And, and I, couldn't get some of them out but um but no just just the bottom line is love and and i love i love you all whoever's listening whoever's watching i i truly do i mean that with all my heart i'm praying for everybody every day i pray for um this new earth to to arrive you know and um yeah so that's it Thank you. That's awesome. And we'll have links to Cindy, how to get a hold of her in the liner notes of the episode. And again, thank you so much for coming and contributing to our community. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.